ear piercing specialist was what my name tag said Look on it, which you. is hilarious now that I think about it. I have questions about ear piercing. <laughs> well, let me tell you, the teddy bear never complained <laughs> when I, <laughs> whenever I did his ear piercing. Welcome to the Honesty Policy, episode six. I'm Patrick. I'm Sarah. And this is a podcast about honest things. Whatever we're obsessed with, you'll get our honest thoughts. And today, we're talking about... First jobs. Yeah, baby. And what we learned from them, or (laughs) hoped to learn from them. So, why are we talking about this? So, it's a big time for our daughter. Uh, Our daughter turned 13 back in October, and... If you know our daughter, she is wonderful with children and has wanted to get into babysitting. For years. Like since she was eight or nine, was helping with little kids. But we had made up a rule, and rule was because my mother made up a rule for me, and it it actually helped me, that she had to take Red Cross, Red Cross, uh, first aid, CPR, and babysitting course, and had to pass those. And she had to be? 13 years old. Yes. Um... Because technically, we also that was the age our family had decided they were going. She was going to get a phone, and I didn't want her. Nowadays, it, you need to have a phone if you're going to be a babysitter, just because most people don't have home phones anymore. But anyway, we digress. This was a big time for Piper. She successfully did the online courses and the in-person training, and the courses were very interesting. Now there were two different online yeah. parts. The first one. Seemed to be much more of a, hey, you want to be a babysitter. Fantastic kind of thing. What's so, it like to babysit? What do you, how do you, what are some things you should tear, ask the parents before they leave? Like, which is helpful things that I, as a parent, wouldn't have thought of teaching her prep, to remember. To prep, yeah, her, to prep her, for her for it. it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, one of the things they said she needed to do um, was she needed to design and have ready to go some business cards. And if, this is where she's more like her dad than even than like me is that you tell her what, the suggestion of what she needs to do in order to be a good babysitter and she, the girl is on it. So she came to me and she said, "Mommy, I need you to design for me, help me figure out what kind of ba- uh business cards I need." And so we I being the graphic design person that I am, I created three different options of business cards and she got to choose and critique the colors and make it all hers. And so those will be printed, hopefully, if I can remember, this week. Yes. So she is ready to go because she took that first class, easy peasy, online totally, no problem. Hey, you want to be a babysitter kind of stuff and nailed it. The second class was the prerequisite to the in-person CPR stuff. It was a two-part. Yes. First aid, AED and CPR course for adults, children, and infants. So it was a big course. She came, it's not cheap. So. And she came out during a break time. She came out <laughs> shook. She was it's shook. Tr- it's, it's, it's a lot. Well, because, you know, we protect our kids. You don't get to see all the... Blood and guts are you, they do, they saw it in a superhero movie, and it wasn't that she had to doctor it, and it was, her eyes were big, they were well opened by the time (laughs) she realized, oh my gosh, I have to know all these things, and so it was, she successfully did it. She she did. Now can officially babysit once I print the business cards. It all hinges on me remembering, but still. (laughs) You got this. I believe in you. So, it led us to start talking about what were some of our first jobs, and... Looking back on them, 
what do you take away from them now? Yes, now, because we're both in our 40s, and so it's been a few years since our first job. And, you know, honestly, when I was thinking about it, my first real job was also babysitting, but I wouldn't, that's not the first job I'm going to count here, even though this is her first job. Um, I didn't have to fill out a W-2 and all that stuff. And that, for me, felt like it was official. If you had to fill out paperwork that you had to take home and show your parents because you had no idea how to fill it out. (laughs) That's a real job, you know. That's what I... That's what I consider the first job. It's still intimidating when they oh hand gosh. you those yes. tax forms. Yes. And people people do it like it's no big deal. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, am I taking out the right exemptions? I don't know what I'm talking about. And you bring it. Zero here? And you I'm bring like, it to me. And I go, oh, we're in real trouble. <laughs> well, I think you're smarter than I am. So I'm like, you're surely you're going to remember this. Oh, no. No, no. No, no, no. But honestly, I've probably filled out more than you have because I've done smaller. I've done more <clears throat> smaller jobs here and there than you have done. You had to do it before you started the job. Here in Maryland, right, and haven't had to do it since then. And but I still think you're smarter than I am, so you're gonna remember <laughs> every single time. I I have you know encapsulated my memory every single time sitting at a table with that form going what, one uh, zero. I don't. Zero? I mean, is this a two? Should this be a two? I don't know. I have two children, but am I is that taking out? <laughs> I can count right. those. You know. So as we thought, it would be fun and to share with you guys. Our first jobs, our first experiences, because that's sort of what our family has been thinking about recently. So, do you want to go first? Sure. So, uh, my dad had a home renovation business when I was in, you know, uh, late middle school, early high school on. That was what he did after doing a lot of other things. And so, I was the helper and I would be paid $5 an hour. Now, this was the... I think you remember how much you get paid. Well, it matters because this is when minimum wage went to five twenty-five, dollars And so I went to management and... <laughs> and, and, and Excuse me, sir. And I said, uh, you know, we're, the workers have united and we would like to be bumped up to five twenty-five. And his response was, when you work for me, you get $5 an hour. And his... <laughs> and you will... This is very much pop if you know my dad... You are welcome to find any yeah, other I mean, job you yeah. want, and if they It'll will pay, pay you. if they will pay you more, then you have my blessing. Yeah. Go do it. So enjoy that five twenty five. Yeah. Fast forward <laughs> to one the first day of summer break in high school for one of the years in high school, and I'm just gonna be helping my dad. We did you can so wait a minute, when did you first start working with your dad? How old were you? Oh, in middle school. Maybe? I, I mean, old enough to hand him things. So, I would be drugged, drug along. But you to, didn't start getting paid until your middle school years. Uh, and did it stay five dollars an hour? Yeah, the whole time. So, yeah, no, that was no inflation the, back then. No, I mean that was that was it. You you get five dollars an hour, and you are more than welcome to, to go find something to else. go find something else. And so I was working with him. I was gonna work with him during the summer of one of these years, and we went to this place that was a watch repair shop. And they needed some work done. And it was, like I said, first day of summer vacation, I am working, doing stuff, handing stuff to my dad. And one of the owners looks at me and says, do you like what you do with your dad? Oh, trick question. I know. Is your dad in the room like when you, when you asked No, us? but my dad kept okay. coming in and out. Oh, so. You to be careful. And I don't, you know, look. Do I speak the truth here? Or yeah, do I sugarcoat it? And you know, he's not a... This is an older guy. Like, I don't know if there's like an adult code. I'm a high schooler. Sure. Like, you're He's not. Tell my dad. All yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm, 
I recognize that this is uh, dangerous and I have to be careful. And so I, I sort of, you know, mealy mouth kind of, we talk now about like a pastor answer yeah. where you ask a question and yeah. I just talk for a while, but don't actually answer it. Mm-hmm. And so I did that just kind of talked for a while, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's just, great to uh, talk to my dad. Uh, yeah, yeah. Really you know, into... that kind of thing. Yeah. But this guy wasn't having it. Ooh. So he said, no, seriously, do you like your job? I said, uh, it's okay. He said, what do you get paid? Oh. And I, <laughs> okay. So I said, well, we're doing this. I said, $5 an hour. And he said a word that I can't say because you don't know this word. It's a bad word. Oh, yeah, I don't. I'm very pure. Earmuffs. Yeah. And, um, Does it rhyme with? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which one is it? No. Uh, and then he... He said, "What would you like? What would you uh, do if? Uh, would you consider being paid ten dollars an hour?" Dude, twice the amount. And I said, "What? <laughs> well, now he said I need somebody to work here with us, the two owners. Um, you get paid ten bucks an hour, and it would be all in air conditioning, and you wouldn't have to sweat like this." Sign me up. Correct, Amundo. Now, did you have experience with? Watches? It was oh, a watch store? Oh, that- so I first, I walk up to my dad. And, I mean, it's 10.30. We've been here two and a half hours on the first day. Yeah. And I say, hey. He goes, hey. And I said, I quit. <laughs> and he looked at me and he went, what? I said, I forget his name. Max, whatever. Um, Max just offered me $10 an hour. To sit in the air conditioning and work for him. And dad had the most defeated look I've ever Aww, seen on his face. Because he because he knew yeah. this is this is what he had set up. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. you know, he had called the bluff of like, you go find somebody else and more power to you. And I think he was just really bummed that he was the one that drove me to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So... Dad still had like a week's worth of work there. While you're working, while in the watch I'm store. working Ooh. at the watch store, so um, I'll I'll let you go next to tell yours. But I, I there's more with the watch store in terms sure. of like uh, what I learned there. But that's sort <laughs> of the prep. And so, the, what did you do in the watch store? Well, what I did in the watch store was I answered the phones. I dealt with angry customers, and my job was to keep all of the customers away from the two owners, because the two owners were operating this watch store so they didn't have to go home to their wives. Oh, boy. So people would send in their... This was a Casio uh, watch shop, so it was a place that people would send in their wa- their Casio watches to get repaired. Now, now Casio watches were rugged. These were outdoorsy kind of watch. You know, people would mm-hmm. take them diving and running and whatevers. And uh, they would send them in and they would just sit. Because when these guys felt like working a couple hours a week, they would work and fix one or two, package them up, send them out. But they were getting, you know, packages a day. Like, like, so a ton of people had Casio watches that were breaking down. Like, did they have steady business? Yeah. I mean, they, they and had... And they could pay you $10 an hour to answer the phone. They paid me to basically serve as a buffer for all the angry people. Because they had so many people sending in watches that they didn't want to work that hard. They just wanted to do what they wanted to do. And they gotten some sort of kickback from Casio for every one that they fixed. 
And so, yeah, so it was, uh, I mean, they, so the whole thing was sort of sketchy because part of what he wanted me to do was, hey, um, because I I would answer a call and this person would be furious because it had been three months since they'd sent their watch in. And I'd see it over there in the package they sent it in on the table that they brought in untouched. And if you made enough noise and one of the owners was the one on the phone, they'd finally find it. And here's the thing that killed me. They would spend 10 minutes fixing the watch. I mean, it was... It was it would have been easy work for them and they could have rolled through a whole bunch, but they just... They didn't need to work and didn't want to work. They just didn't want to be at home. Oh, wow. And so my job was to run interference and be a phone call, be a voice. And so, you know, the guy was teaching me and he's, his name was Max. And so he said, yeah, so watch, watch what I do. So he picks up the phone. It's an angry person. I can hear the voice of the angry person through the phone, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. And he goes, uh, yep, yep, mm-hmm. No, uh, who am I? My name is Ernest. Yeah. No, who did you talk to? Max? Yeah, Max got fired last week. And that's the kind of stuff they would do. And he, and he hung up the phone and he went, see, that's all you got to do. Just keep making, just keep your name straight of what you're going to do. Oh my goodness. So like I, this little. You learned the true art of deception. The good little Christian boy who was like, uh, uh, you want me to lie Lie. on the phone? And this guy was like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, I, did I stutter? <laughs> you know, like, I don't, I don't understand. Uh, like, what are you even talking about? Do you, yeah, like, of course that's what I want you to do. So it was, um, so I, well, I wound up telling it. It was a very weird time. <laughs> and, uh, I learned some very weird things about, like, okay. We can get into some of the lo- things you yeah. learn in a minute. Um, but that was that watch shop was probably first job, first real, real job. job. Now I think about it, I don't know that they took paid taxes or anything on me either. So maybe that wasn't a real job. <laughs> we'll count it as a real yeah. job. Uh, for mine, my first real job was a two-parter. I um, one worked in Afterthoughts, uh, which was like Claire's boutique. It was. A, store in the mall that had earrings and did ear piercings and I was 15 years old I had started babysitting at 13 and I did but you didn't do a w-2 then so my first real job at filling out the w-2 was for afterthoughts and they hired me to do sales but also to pierce ears and now I think oh my gosh why would you hire a 15 year old to pierce ears and they gave me a practice gun the ear piercing gun. Yeah, um, I'm assuming. The, I'm using quoting <laughs> fingers, but they can't <laughs> see, hear my quoting fingers. Not an actual firearm. No. they, but It was Kentucky. But but it was Kentucky. But it was an ear piercing gun and a teddy bear. Okay. And I could practice piercing this bear's ears for a week before I started. And then my first client would be a person of my choosing who wanted to get their ears pierced. They could get their ears pierced for free. And it was my brother. My little brother agreed to be my tester. I mean, guinea my pig. guinea pig. Yes. <laughs> um, and I had, I think the cartridge of earrings was five to a cartridge and in the tester ones. And you had to practice 
on this teddy bear that had basically the the thickness of a earlobe. I can't. And I, it was scary. And my brother sat through the first one. He only did one ear piercing, um, but I did ear piercings and sold earrings at Afterthoughts. So how many, you, in a normal shift, are you piercing one set of ears? Are you doing, like, is no, it so a... because it was a tiny little store. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, you did sales, and then if someone wanted their ears pierced, you also had to be able to do that. So I, this is not a Claire's that's, like, ro- well, rolling it, through them. Even Claire's doesn't roll through them, but... You can tell how much I know about ear piercings. <laughs> they, they don't. They don't Maybe they do. They, they don't. Maybe ear piercing factor. Actually, now the trend is to go to a tattoo parlor because they actually would do a better job than a, 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 hiring a 15-year-old uh, track you, record. Could you imagine our parents taking... Oh, no. Well, my mom got her ears pierced in the ER as a nurse when she was bored. And so they... they but that was... They back. Would not my have, mom was a hippie. You know, like, so that, that they was would different. not have taken you to a no, tattoo parlor. No, 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 no. But so I was... Ear piercing specialist was what my name tag said Look on it, which you. is hilarious now that I think about it. I have questions about ear piercing. <laughs> well, let me tell you, the teddy bear never complained <laughs> when I, <laughs> whenever I did his ear piercing. Um, but so, and sales. So I'd never done, I mean, I'd done lemonade stand and I had done sort of those kind of sales, but never with a cash register oh, yeah. and with a scanning gun. I mean, that was and putting out inventory and doing uh, big inventory for the, for the store. And anyway, so I did that. And then to make a little extra money, I had a friend who asked me that, because I started that job like in September, October, before the Christmas rush started. Oh, boy. So that I could be in it before it's oh, not that's just smart. Christmas help. Yeah, that's smart. But then to get an extra help, extra job at Christmas time, I was also a Santa's elf at the Santa in the mall. And so I would do that as well. So I was the person who took pictures and made the kids smile as they sat with Santa. And so I did those two things in my first 15 years old was what I did. And I don't even remember. I don't, I don't remember what I pay, got paid. I want to say my first job was $9 and something. I don't think that was min. I don't know what minimum wage was back in 95. That's when I was. Oof. 94, 95 was when I started working. I don't remember what the... I think I made $9. And I thought I was like, holy cow. I uh, yeah. made $9 I, an hour. I, and then I was also uh, figuring out that they take out taxes, which that always hurts. You know, when you get That your, first check. Because you do the quick math in your head of like, oh, I'm going to make this on my... I worked this many hours and I'm going to make this much money. And then you get paycheck and you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Mr. President. Yeah. You know, that kind of sitcom moment yes, where you're like, yeah. where's all my money? Where where yeah. all my money go? I totally had that. Yeah. So I was an ear piercing specialist. Did that for a year. And it was a fun experience. Do, would you say there were lessons that you learned? Oh from my this? gosh, yeah, I actually learned a lot of things. <laughs> Hold them down. No. <laughs> Make sure the dot on their earlobe is in the right location. Don't trust me. You can't take that back. You don't can't. don't sneeze when you're trying to do it. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> All those things. I didn't I they taught from in going into sales, they taught you how to look for shoplifters. Ooh. And that sort of rocked my world because earrings are small. You know, you could fit them in the palm of your hands. And if you weren't holding your hands correctly, I couldn't tell that you were stealing it. And the store, specifically in Bowling Green, Kentucky, at Greenwood Mall, was on a corner. So it kind of had 
three of its four sides were open to the mall. And so you could have people coming in. If you're on one little side of the store, you have tons of product that is between you and another person who walks in and they could walk in and out and take things and I couldn't see it. Now, most things were $4 or $5. So it wasn't a lot of money, but the, the store itself had a high theft rate. Sure. And I didn't even know that was a thing. And so you had to take, you watched videos and you were taught how people hide things and steal things. I actually came across my first person who stole something and I had to confront them. Ooh, what'd you do? Oh, so this person was not, if I ever could have had a perfect customer to have to deal with, the person had a clear backpack and that was kind of hip and cool. I'm yeah. stuck in their backpack, not realizing that they had their clear backpack. And so I could clearly look at their backpack and say, that's, you didn't pay for those five earrings. What do you mean? I don't, I didn't steal anything. What no, do you mean? I didn't steal anything? On, I mean, to, nah, this is where you can't say a bad word either. But the girl looked at him and was like, well, and she said a word because she had forgotten that she hadn't changed out of her clear backpack, I guess. So, she, you know, like that's if, who I had to confront. If was. the corporate office was making a bad skit, yeah, this would be. One. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I was taught how to catch shoplifters, which I don't. I haven't had had to use that skill in I don't know how many years. So I don't know if that was helpful. Um, but I also learned, I had never done a cash register. So learning cash register math. And what I mean, if anybody who's been in sales, your item is 210. Okay, well, if they're going to hand you a five. Sometimes, this is back before the computer would tell you what the change was. Oh, yeah. Where now it'll tell you, you owe them Whatever, whatever, in change. And I can't even do the math that fast all the top of my head now. <laughs> you can tell I'm old. But the cash register didn't tell you the change. So you had to be able to do quick math. If they gave you a 5, if they gave you a 10, if they gave you a 20, you had to know that. And so I had always been really good at math. So it was a fun challenge for me to be able to do fast math. But I learned to use a computer with cash register skills. Again, I don't. I, I would like to say that makes me more techie now, but... I think one of the biggest things I you learn when you're in your first job is just to be responsible. I mean, yeah, to absolutely. be grown up, to go, oh, okay, I have to actually show up at the time they tell me to show up. Yes. I can't excuse that away if I'm running late or what. You, and I, can't, I still can't believe they gave me this much responsibility to a 15-year-old. I mean, I was a responsible kid, but I would be closing up the store. I had to lock up and I had to take the stuff, the you money. Were, you were doing closing? I was. Whoa. Like, so it, well, this is Kentucky, but... I, I would do closings because it was a small store. They didn't usually have two staff members on at a time. Okay. So. If you were on, it was just If I was on, you? it was just me. Whoa. So you made sure you brought your food and then some. they would try to overlap a person so that you could come. It was towards the end of your shift when you could have a break yeah. or when you could go to the restroom. And I remember having to take the deposit bag to the bank and dropping it off. And like, that's. I. To my mind now, it just blows my mind that you would let a 15-year-old do those things. I know. But, I, I mean, I like to pride myself on being responsible. And so they saw me clearly that I was a responsible person. And so they gave me this unbelievable, ridiculous job. And so my first year was... Well, I mean... Piercing ears and... Ear-piercing technicians. Catching thefts in the... Hey, 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 you. You come back here. <laughs> and then Santa helper. You know, like, that's, that's a... That fits me. <laughs> You look good in green. I do. Well, my last name was Rudolph. That was my maiden name, so it was kind of funny. But my friend that sang in the choir with me in high school, she was the other elf. And so we would take turns either taking the pictures or 
taking the printout. This is back when you like Polaroid printed them out and you, man, and we, one of us would walk Santa to go take his break in the back and he'd go smoke, which ugh, was gross. But come on, Santa. Yeah. Then, you, then we had to spray him down so that he didn't smell bad. Like it was just, you know, it's all the things you think are yucky, but, <laughs> and I wore, instead of it, I didn't, I didn't want to take the job if it was a full on elf costume. So it was black pants and a white shirt and you had to wear red suspenders and an elf hat and elf shoes. So that's what you wore. So it was like a weird, cause they couldn't, I guess they couldn't afford to give everyone elf costumes as your sure. work uniform. Yeah. So you could provide your own white shirt and black pants and red suspenders. And they just gave you the shoe covers and the hat. And that was your... Much cheaper to do than try totally, to come up with. Totally. A... It's classy, really. It's like a classy elf is what I was. <laughs> as, as you're Febrezing down the As I'm Febrezing down Santa. Santa. Yeah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, the days. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny looking back now on all the things that... I never would have allowed someone who's 15 years old to do those pieces, but... You think about how the world has changed oh and all gosh, the different yes. kinds of... The... But I learned responsibility in a way oh, yeah. that you you can get theories of and your parents can tell you to be responsible, but to actually be given the responsibility. And I was a goody two-shoes. I didn't want anybody to be angry with me. So the idea of someone, an owner or the manager of the store giving me the store keys and going, okay, you're closing up tonight. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. okay you know, yeah. Or doing the ear piercings. I remember it being so scary every single time. And this is before they did like cartilage, like the upper part of your ear. Yeah. Those things always scared me to death because you had to really squeeze the gun thing hard. And those were always so painful for people. So I, I mean, but still to take responsibility, it just blows my mind that I was taught that. So. Yeah, you're right. That sense of, you know, all your friends are going to do something, but you have to work. And yeah. that, that, the reality of that, which is kind of a bummer reality. Oh, yeah. But yeah. It is, um, that kind of thing was, was what I remember. I mean, know. I got my first checking account with my new job because I was going to be making more than a $20 babysitting yeah. job or yeah. whatever that you could just have cash and I mean, deal with it. I mean, you're pulling down big money. Oh, man. After that. Ear piercing technician? I mean, please. Hello. Yeah. I, I was rolling in the big 100s. Oh, like multiple? I'm sure after when I worked a lot. Like I only was able to work a couple nights a week after oh. school, and then you worked always on Saturdays or Sunday afternoons. So I, you know, a paycheck would have more than $100 on it if I got a paycheck because it was every two weeks. That's there you go. So there it was, go. it was big money for a 15 year old who didn't even have a car and didn't have any of those things. I was high rolling. And if I had any of my friends who wanted their ears pierced, you know who would come to. Come to Sarah. Who will do and pay full price. And pay please. full price. I can't do, I can't do discounts. But. <laughs> you know who to come to. <laughs> You're not really fans of family, so. <laughs> I followed those rules to the <laughs> Yeah. That's so. fantastic. It still blows my mind that Piper will be babysitting. And mm. in some ways, she's so responsible. And other times, I think, oh my gosh, you're just... Is it safe to leave you in someone's home without adults there? Like, well, you because you look at her and you see the little baby I do. that she was, and yet at the same time, you know, at my church where I'm the pastor, there's we are blessed to have a bunch of little kids, little kids, and they follow her around. She's the Pied Piper. She is the Pied Piper, and they uh, they all 
want to know what she's doing and come up and check with her. And so that kind of stuff makes perfect sense that she would jump into this and do... She's going to do great. She really is. It. Oh, she will, yeah. It's just, it's hard for us to not... Oh my gosh, yeah. Every stage is blows your mind. And then this yeah. one... We just went to Patrick's church had a potluck today and I went afterward and seeing them across the room or talking to people at, you know, sitting at different tables, like they don't sit with us. They have not for many years have they wanted to sit with us at church functions. They can go be with their friends and laugh or whatever. But to see them across the room, carrying on a conversation with an adult and hold their own and their We'll talk about what Andy did. Oh yeah. Well, we were sitting at the table and I'm talking to a friend and Patrick's sitting beside me, Piper's sitting at a different table, and then all of a sudden someone comes up and kisses my cheek, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what in the world? <laughs> and then I hear, love you, mommy, and it's still, it's Andy, but I look over, and it, because all I saw in my peripheral was a tall human being walking towards me, male, and that's all I got, and it was my baby. It was Andy. So they're getting to be big, and now we're he- heading into the world of working. Yeah. First jobs. And she's going to be great. She is. Just... L- listen to how excited you are. Look <laughs> at that. sad. <laughs> My baby. Well, I mean, uh, when we, the part we didn't talk about when Piper came to you and said, I need business cards. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I cry. I mean, I, I really did cry. Like, oh, my gosh. What? <laughs> hold, hold on. Well, this is supposed to be like just a little thing, you know, where I'm... And it, it's not fair. I envisioned a couple of our friends texting, being like, hey, could Piper watch so-and-so for just a couple hours? And it being very simple. And it may start off that, but we know a lot of people with kids. So my guess is it's going to go quickly. And We've already had people who have said, is she available? Yes, this- and she's so responsible. She'll have the money saved up. That was not my experience as a kid. I blew through my money. But that's something I didn't learn. <laughs> money <laughs> management in my first jobs. But Piper will be great at it. She'll save her money and plan it out and and they even now she'll make more because they make more in babysitting yeah. than I even anticipated so anyway this is a big time for us and so we're processing all the things with first jobs what all did you learn from your first job so that that sense of responsibility I, I remember so strongly that feeling of you know it sounds silly now but but really that feeling of ugh I just did that today yeah, and yesterday. I got to go back and oh do gosh. that. Yeah. And it's boring. I remember saying that a lot. Mom, work is boring. She's like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. You, no the, blank, Sherlock. You know, that's what my mother would be like, Seriously. Yeah. No. You know, it's one of those like telling them that you're bored during the summer. Oh, like yeah, you're just no. unleashing the beast. So when stupid you, of me. Yeah. Yes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you I should have known better. <laughs> yeah. So the, one of the things was just that sense of, Oh, it keeps going. It and, stop. and it doesn't stop. They expect me to come back the next week too and do the same thing. And the bummer is it's still that way. I mean, I, yeah. you know, like I, I spent a lot of time at my job today and they're going to want me to go back tomorrow. Uh, no, I got to go back tomorrow too. It's crazy. Uh, we got to work on that, I think. So did you learn something about customer service in your job? Because You know what was interesting? With all of the people calling and yelling, uh, it wound up being, it's, it's going to sound funny, but it's not. It wound up actually being really helpful um, because I get yelled at uh, in my... <laughs> for things you didn't do. For things I didn't yeah. do in yeah. my job. And that is a unique skill to mm. deal with. And I, you know, even 
after this, I still needed a lot of practice and help with it because it, you know, your natural human reaction is to lash back and to respond. And as we talked about before with the counseling, with understanding, you know, people aren't listening in that moment. It doesn't change you wanting to go, Hey, you're on the defensive, but it doesn't, that's not true. All that stuff you're saying to me, I'm not the one responsible, you know, and, and all I'm doing is matching their level, inviting them to go to a higher level. And, and just the reality of these people are mad and there isn't, I mean, you know, they're mad with good reason too. So I, yeah, I you know, sat on the table for three months. I'm looking at it right there. <laughs> Not in touch. And, uh, you know, so I tried to, I, I found way. So the first thing was that sense of it keeps coming. The second thing is that, uh, People are going to yell at you and yell at you for things you haven't done. And you're going to, because at first it really wrecked me. I mean, I, I don't. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I, I remember the first couple of angry customers I had that I didn't do anything, but they were Yeah. Mad. And like. And it didn't matter what I said. Yes. I wasn't going to be able to fix it. That was probably the hardest part for me. And it was, it was challenging at the watch shop because those two guys didn't care. So the fact that I did care, they did not understand. And I quickly saw that was not a yeah. place to go for help right. or insight. Because they were like, just, what do you care? Not camaraderie in that one. They're not going to be in the same boat with you. For- yeah. And so, so, but it did bother me. I don't want people to be upset. I don't want people to be upset at me. I don't, uh, you know, I feel for them with their watch. And so the third thing I learned was. Um, You're such a pastor. You do it in threes. Well, they're not, they don't all have to start with the same letter. It's teasing you. I don't have a poem at the end of it. Okay. And then he walks away. But, but the footprints on the sand yes, belong he carried to, me. <laughs> to the watch shop. Uh, no, the, so the, like the third thing I learned was um, creative sort of compliance in that uh, I would work to find ways to get them to be more productive. I didn't know how to fix the watches. They mm, they yeah. they weren't interested. Wasn't what you hired for? So that was... Yeah, and they had no interest in teaching me how to fix watches. I mean, these were expensive watches. Mm. They needed someone who knew what they was were. Casio, the big brand, then. You know, I I was not the person to ask then or now. I mean, obviously, I have no idea. You know, Apple watches and and yeah. Garmin's and a bunch of other stuff are big now, but. Uh, there were a lot of people who sent in a lot of expensive watches and we were just one of the regional places. So they, there were several of these around the country. So we would have people from state, several States over. So it's not just that they could, you know, drive right, in a quick local place. Yeah. yeah because but they only did Casio. I think so. I think so. They actively discouraged people from walking in. Who had other watches. Who who had any sort of? They didn't want any walk-in business because they didn't want to have to deal with, with customers. customers. So uh, it so the sign didn't explain what they did. All it said outside was watches, and that was that was it. Nothing else. So um, so but I really felt for these people who had sent in these watches and they'd wanted their watch. And and now that I'm hearing their stories of like, look, I'm trying to train for a marathon and I, this was, I need this watch. I need this watch. And I, you know, and, and so I hear all these stories, you know, I get swept up in these stories and try and figure out how can I help? What can I do? And so without meaning to, I started looking for ways to get them fired up to be productive. I figured out that 
if you um, if you get one of the guys really good and fed breakfast, you know, make sure he has breakfast and going, then he gets kind of productive. He gets antsy mm-hmm. and he's wants to do something with his hands. So he's like, well, I'll just I'll just pick something up. You know, if it's his idea, it's totally yeah, fine. Yeah. So and then the other guy, you got to get him mad. So I would ask some like question about like. You know, anything I could think of of something like, you know, they were big Yankees fans or something. And, and, you know, George Steinbrenner was the owner of the Yankees. And Steinbrenner was this sort of loud, brash kind of guy. And, you know, we're in Atlanta, though. And the Braves Braves and Braves are big and the Braves and the Yankees. And I'd go, you know, Max, I just I don't know. I, I, I just have a hard time seeing Steinbrenner. Don't you think he's just sort of been a bad owner of the Yankees? And, you know, you'd get this spew of expletives and he would go just on a rant for a couple of minutes and then he'd be all fired up and would need something to do. And so he'd pace around and then see some packages and rip one open and be working while he's cussing me out. And it was fine because... I, he was being productive. He was being productive. And so I, I didn't even I, I didn't even start. Like it sounds like I'm This was your ulterior motive. Yeah, it sounds like I'm in a like a sitcom or some sort of like here's where the movie turns around and everybody learns the important lesson. I just I felt really bad for these people who are stuck now. Because we have their stuff. They're in Mississippi or North mm-hmm. Carolina or wherever. Like they're not driving here to pick it up. They want it fixed. You know, you're three months into this, fix my watch and send it back. And so I would just try and, and, and I stumbled on it. And all of a sudden, this this shelf right here, which sat by my phone that had been full, is now two-thirds empty. And I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. Look at you. And so I started experimenting with that. And we didn't get all, because stuff came in every day. So there was still stuff coming in. Crazy. The thing I couldn't figure out is why it why the wave never crashed on them. Why there were never enough bad reviews. I'm sure now. Oh with, gosh, with instant gratification things, yeah, they would not have survived. And and uh, social media stuff, yeah, all yeah, that stuff yeah. would would have sunk them. But this is before the internet. <laughs> we just used two rocks and <laughs> banged them together. Morse coded it. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's what we did uh, for these Casio watches. <laughs> these Casio yeah. watches. Yeah, and uh, so you know, so that was that was one of the things um, that trying to get them to work on things. Now there, there's another part of the story I haven't told that, that I won't. But um, there was some sales that I I got sales calls because they also technically sold watches. Oh. Um, but they didn't want to sell watches, and so they didn't train me on it. And so I was trying to sell these watches, and people were calling and asking, and I had to come up with. And and, and what I wound up doing there was doing that kind of you know how when people ask Jesus a question, he just asked him a question back. <laughs> That's what you did. Uh, without meaning to, I wound <laughs> I like I wound up in the hey I think this new Casio watch may be great for me. Uh, can you tell me a little about it? Well, what, what is it you're looking for in a watch? Exactly. Why don't you tell me what you need? Well, I'm reading that it... Do you think that's something that would be appealed to you for a new watch? And You know, I have no knowledge of what's going on, which has wound up helping me in my job a lot more than I would have anticipated. But but it was a lot of... You know, I could have never gotten these lessons elsewhere. Well, you know, my... My mom had told me that she thought a good idea for me to go into 
in the beginning was customer service. And that that terminology didn't mean anything to me. I was like, no, I want to go work in a store. Like, I didn't know the difference. But, <laughs> Your mom was like, okay. No, but she was right. I mean, yeah. customer learning to deal with people yes. is applicable in every job in some way, shape, or form. They talk about everybody needs to be a server yes. to, so Just that you... So you get appreciation for people being yeah. different than you you know when you're in a family you're in a, in a bubble and if you're lucky to go to church or you're a part of a sports team you you're still bubbled enough that you're with like-minded people and the kind of irrational anger that yeah. comes at you yeah. from a stranger that you've never I remember being yelled at and cussed at and i cried because i when i if i get angry i cry but if you're badgering me on something i didn't do yeah I, I cried and I'm crying as I give the lady back her money and do the thing. And then I called my boss and she was like, I'm sorry. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> you know, like right. that was the extent of what she said. And I'm like, horrible because they, but and I didn't do that. And I, you know, like I'm beside yeah. myself and she, at the time I, I thought she was being a not sympathetic uh, manager, but she's like, yeah, no, that it happens. That's, that's people. That's I'm right. sorry. I'm sorry it happened to you. But right. welcome. Welcome to the team. You know, <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing. So customer service, it really does help you with yeah. understanding people in the world. So And there are so many lessons that come if you are willing to listen to them when you are a peon. I mean you oh, are not yeah, special. Yeah. You are You're not a special snowflake. You it, gotta do all the work. Yeah. And it is not about you. <laughs> yeah. They came to Chili's or they came, yeah. they need their watch repaired. They couldn't care less that it's you who answer the phone. Yeah. They want, you know. I just want a pair of earrings for my prom. That's exactly. all I need. I don't care what you are. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and learning to deal with, I mean, you know, for lots of people who are catered to and, you know, thought of and, and cultivate their own sort of selfie culture kind of, mm-hmm. I am the star of this movie. Uh, it is it is a strange, even back then, when it was still very different, it is a strange awakening of, you couldn't care less about me, and you're going to, you are as mean as a snake to me. Which I wonder now, you know, when our kids really get into their first jobs, it'll be interesting to see what their first jobs are like in this day and age, and how old we sound with our... Oh, we are old people. We're going to sound really old. Have we, I don't think we've mentioned on the podcast, you want to, I mean, we won't, this isn't a bee's knees because it's not a no. positive thing, but like old man moment for me mm-hmm. uh, is the movie theater. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you mock me for this I one. Do, I do. Well, I'm just being a supportive, loving wife, sort of. Not really. Anyway, let's move on. So <laughs> Patrick, I'm a big moviegoer, love the movies, would go to see pretty much anything except for horror in the theaters. I love the experience. I love the gigantic screen. The music, the sound all around you. I mean, we're now in a lap of luxury because our the kids don't even know hard times without. <laughs> we have recliner seats now in our movie theaters. And that's standard in our movie theaters right yeah. here. There's yeah. not a movie theater. Well, there is a There's cheap one, dollar theater. one random one. And when we go there... It's it, like, oh my gosh, you can't put your feet up? There's not a cup holder? What are, and we, it, what are you doing? It's like we've taken them to like the Amish country. <laughs> yes, yeah. Like, I mean, it's, what? It's rough. How do we watch a movie like this? Yeah, no, where do I put my cup? 
you hold it or you put it on the floor. I put it on the floor. Yeah. The floor's sticky <laughs> it here. It is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't do that stickiness. No. <laughs> no. You don't know where it came from and how long it's been there. Yeah. You just know to avoid that seat. Yeah. yeah. That's just what you know. <laughs> but we go to the movie theater here and we love going to movies and our families are big at doing movies together. We like doing things together as a family. Well, the past few times we've gone to the movie theater. Okay, so the movie theater changed hands. The movie theater changed ownership. It was Bowtie. Now it's AMC. Now it's AMC. And now we know the guy that's the general manager. He, he's wonderful. He he's is incredible. Great. We love him. We love his family. They used to go to my church and are just They're good such, people. such yeah. good people. And we would we do anything for him. But and them, I mean his whole family. But I mean, we would. No, of course we would. We love them too. But so at changing of hands and I feel COVID, like, I and feel COVID like there's been back. a difference. You came back from COVID, and we, yeah. we saw some superhero movie, which is automatically louder than normal. Yeah, but you old manned it like I. It wasn't. You practically the, sat with your fingers in your ears. It was so loud. This was not. <laughs> sure. This was this was not an acceptable decibel volume. And I think what they did was because it wasn't just like okay, he hits the guy into a car and that's the sound. It even was talking. it was in the previews. Well, it's not like when you have like commercials. People don't even watch commercials anymore. But you know this to make yeah. the the test was to make the commercial louder right. because people would be getting up and they would yeah. not be sitting still sitting in during the commercial. So it was it was it was loud. I will give you that. But then eventually I oh. I zone out. Like eventually it doesn't, My either my ears get used to it, but I always do things louder anyway. I talk louder. I, I listen to music the loud in the car. The volume that you put the radio in the car. <laughs> Not the radio. It's a, it's, it's a playlist, but. It goes through the radio, right? Sure. But that makes through. it sound even more old if you say turn off the radio. Okay. I'm trying to make it sound out loud. So, okay. yes, I do things okay. louder. I listen to music loud. I like to feel the music. So I guess I like to feel the, the movie. But you can't handle it. So we're no. going to invest in some I'm ear, literally ear taking earplugs the next time I'm forced to go to the movie theater. And it doesn't help that one of our friends came out and was like, did that feel really loud to you? And you were and like, I, yes, finally another person who realizes like me. And I, you just look at me like. He gets it. Yeah. He gets it. Not me. I'm not supportive. That's okay. And and you no. I think your exact words were, "You are the oldest, oldest old, old man dude right now." Ever. Yeah. That was that was Delaney. And yes. that was those words wound like a knife. Is what no, I'm saying. Don't. So that's my old so man. See, we're old people, and now no, our kids are listening to mocking, our podcast you're about mocking me about being old. You're young and hip and cool. I totally am. I'm with it. As long as it's before like 9 or 9.15 at <laughs> night. I'm out. I'm out, people. Peace out. Mom is snoring. <laughs> I, got, I got to get some sleep. So, yeah. Yeah. But 7, 7.30? Uh, it's my prime time. Like, actually, are, that's not even I'm still sort of angling down. Let's go with like 5. 5? Yeah. Yeah. I but, mean, I eat dinner at 6. I'm not even one of those people. I'm not early burdening it. Although, those are really good prices. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, when, we're when digressing. We're, when we're on vacation, we early bird Oh, we it. early bird it. 100% because it's cheaper. We love it so much. But we've always been old people. We have been. We laughed about when we used to go to movies. Uh, we liked all the big popular when movies. When we had date nights. When we had date nights. We would go to movies where we would be several decades younger than anyone else in the, in the theater. theater. We loved the old people, which... We loved the old movies. We loved... I mean, just yeah. quirky things. Yeah. We didn't do the necessarily what everybody watched. So... Yeah. so 
we share all this with first jobs because we're, it's in the mode that our house is in. But it's fun to kind of go back and think of our first jobs and also to compare how old we are. It'll be interesting to see what our kids think of our podcast with mom and dad sharing stories of Absolutely. our first jobs. Okay. It's Ready for? Bees Knees. Yay! So this is the part of every week that what is it that we really love that what we're are we obsessed with this week that we just can't get enough of yeah what are we what are we into so why don't you go first mine is a bigger arc of pbs shows and this is where i'm gonna make myself seem like a like sesame really, street well i don't watch sesame street anymore but sure, sure. um but specifically there is a show on pbs masterpiece called Sanditon, S-A-N-D-I-T-O-N. I I think I'm saying it correctly. I think that's right. And it is now going into its third and final season. This was apparently the last story or book that Jane Austen wrote, and she died before she completed it. So the first season of the show was based off of all that was written of hers. And they kind of picked up where they left off and did a different thing for season two and season three. Dinosaurs. (laughs) No, not that. But... One of the things I love is it's just a period piece. They make angst and this romance that they don't even touch. And it's this, you can feel it palpable watching the show. And I absolutely love it. And season three, the final season comes out today. And I'm very excited about it. But bigger picture is the PBS app is wonderful because of the shows that it offers. We, you can choose to be a donor what do we, like a donor for a like year's a, yeah, time? Yeah, I think it's a year. Instead of paying a monthly fee, you do one large donation. And I see large, it's like 65 bucks, I think is what we donate. And they don't give a, I think it's 50, over $50 is your donation for the year. And you can watch a whole bunch of shows that you, that they'll give you the whole season and you can watch it before it all airs, that kind of thing. And there are so many good shows that we absolutely love. Probably one of our favorite shows, yours and mine together. I, I would say it's our favorite show favorite right now. Favorite one we've now. watched with them is called All Creatures Great and Small. Now there was a, this is based on the series of books that was from a long time ago and they made a version of this show in the 80s, 70s yeah. or 80s I yeah. believe. This is a new, they're in season four I they're think. They're filming season four now so three seasons are out. And it is good. It's just, it. there are so many shows out there that can grab our attention. And what I have found specifically for me or for you and I is on PBS Masterpiece, the shows are good quality. They're not, they're they're just not bad. You're not having cuss words, so it doesn't matter if the kids come in the room. There's drama, there's romance, there's mystery, but we've loved these shows all creatures great and small it makes us tear up yeah like just really feels good it's a good show and then sanditon is funny romantic i love downton abbey and poldark and you're gonna say it so i walked in on poldark and uh the the main character is called poldark it's his last name i think this is what well, i don't know I can't remember. and he is an attractive dude and i was like wow poldark and handsome so that's every and time i was I, watch poldark. I was very very excited about my joke and it's sarah made the mistake joke. of laughing the first time i know and then it was just oh man because that's the that's the rookie mistake there it friend is. i do it all because now it's stuck so for my bee's knees, it is PBS shows, but more specifically right now, it is Sanditon. Pull dark and handsome. And I'm excited about watching Sanditon. And shout out to All Creatures Great and Small. 
Everybody should go check them out. It's just so good. So well done. And shout out to Maryland Farm and Harvest, our local Maryland public television channel, which one of our friends was on last year in the December, December, I think the December episode, because he works at the University of Maryland studying wheat and how to do... How to create a wheat that doesn't that can handle all the elements, doesn't have all the diseases, all the blight and yeah, whatever I, I, is terminology. Um, I have no idea. And so, um, and he had this uh, amazing quote uh, that I had to write down because it was awesome. And uh, the quote talked about that it's all about here. It is uh, okay. It's all about spike length and straw strength when it comes to wheat. That's what it is. It's all about spike Spike length length and and straw straw strength. strength. And I was like, whoa, 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 stop it. We have to get that. And uh, and he, I I have no idea. Every time I see him, I ask, hey, how's the wheat game? And he laughs and goes, the wheat game is strong right now. (laughs) But he was on Maryland Public Television. There's so many good shows. There's good things for Masterpiece. There's Masterpiece Mysteries. I mean, we just, we love it all. And it doesn't matter if the kids come in the room. It's adult and it's just good, good quality. So for me, my bee's knees, PBS, but also Sandy. You know what I would describe as kind. That's it's, a really good. It's, it's there, just, it is kind. There yeah. is a there is a sense of kindness about it that is missing from lurid kind of you know, cynical. It's probably saying something because most of the ones that we love are all period pieces. They're not modern day stuff. So mm. maybe the time and the culture of when we look back, they could get away with it. Or now and it wouldn't we're be old, old. And people. see, this is another example how old we are. So. Okay, so my bee's knees, which will prove how young and hip I am. <laughs> Come on, tell them. Okay. They're They're on the the edge of their seats. Buckle up. Here we go. So I did a wedding uh, this past weekend and uh, had to, it was out of town. So Saturday, day of the wedding, wedding's not till 4.30. I have to check out the hotel at 11. Lovely. Uh, don't really have a place to change afterwards. So go ahead and get. It's not in a city you know very well. Yeah. so. So go ahead and get my suit. Find a Barnes and Noble. I'm going to go look at the Barnes & Noble. Now, I've been hunting for this set of books. I didn't get the whole set, but I've never seen in any of the bookstores we've been in. You've been hunting for this book? Oh, yeah. I've been hunting for these books, and I've not been able to find them. Of course, they're online, but I I really, I wanted to look through it and make sure I want it before I got it. And it is a set of four books um, that covers the life of Lyndon Baines Johnson, the U.S. president. And... (laughs) Continue. You okay? Yeah, keep going. Okay. So, <laughs> they had all four. I was going to do snoring sounds, but then I couldn't figure out how to do it. Then I, then I almost like snuffed my nose. Anyway, sorry, continue. Well, maybe that should teach you a lesson about being to mean. To mocking you. From, yeah. Sorry, yeah. continue with your there. interesting four Thank you. volume so, books. So, Robert Caro, The Years of Lyndon Johnson, <laughs> colon, The Path to Power. The first book, 700 plus pages. And how old is he in this time frame? The- Zero. It actually does some of his ancestors okay. and goes to he's about 32 or 33. Dude. I mean. There's, are all four books that thick? Yeah. Oh it's going to be, gonna be like incredible. It's going to be incredible. And so I was able to buy this book. Now, the hilarious thing that happened while I was at Barnes & Noble in a suit is multiple people came up to me asking if I worked there. I have no idea what your Barnes & Noble is like. <laughs> I've never been in a Barnes & Noble that was dress formal. Yeah. It was much you more... You were in a wedding suit. 
I was in I was in my fanciest suit that I own. I was looking sharp. This is my new suit. I was looking sharp. And and I had multiple people, including once I sat down in one of the chairs and was just reading, people came up to they me. They thought for sure. You're probably like a secret shopper. You're like the management because nobody in their right mind would be reading this gigantic book on history. Nobody would. That's what that, that's what the, that's what it was. It was the history book that you're holding that they're like, no. He must be in charge. A customer who's here. here is probably looking at like magazine or they're reading like a graphic novel right or like one of the big author was on the front, yeah, front yeah. shelves but this about lyndon b johnson yeah you got it volume one volume one 700 pages incredible yeah they thought this did the path secret, to power secret shopper kind of thing those who know will know <laughs> this is definitely a book they want to get I, the funny thing is it's going to be see how many people who our tens of all of our tens of listeners. Which, by the way, by the way, by the way, I saw one of our tens of fans whoop, whoop. out in the public stop me in a Coles parking lot, and I told her I would make sure I mentioned her. Shout out, so Miss E. That's right. We so, love you. Uh, my bee's knees this week is Robert Caro's book, The Path to Power. So he's explaining about the Texas Hill I don't think Country. They want to know what the book is about. You know what? We'll save it for another episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what we'll do. That'll That's be one a... you do by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> the honesty this policy. policy. Where Sarah can't even be in the room with him as he does this book. No, you you won't bad. be able to hold. You won't be able to. No, I'll be help falling yourself. asleep. It'll be just. Yeah. <sighs> you'll you'll walk by the hallway outside and be like, "I'm so sorry. It's so boring." So anyway, after all of our hurtful comments about um, <laughs> the thing you. that I love, I love uh, you, the I'm path s- to power. I'm sorry, love. All right. So those are our bee's knees, and that is our episode for today. We love you guys. Remember, you can comment. You um, can email us at devaneworld at gmail.com. Let us know what your first jobs are. We would love to. We really would love to hear from you guys on if you're listening and what you think of the podcast. Any suggestions of things you think we should talk about? But also, we would love to hear from you about what your first job was because I think there'd be all kinds of interesting first Absolutely. jobs out there. And for anybody who was dying to borrow the book after Patrick, just make sure you email at devaneworld at gmail.com and you can get on the wait list for the second volume whenever he's ready. To- for the first volume after he's reading the second. Well, listen to you screw up the joke, Miss Funny Funny Ha Ha. Hmm. 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 <laughs> I get my comeuppance because I did it. Hmm. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's really interesting. It's amazing. I'm so Thank glad you. you got the book. Is that hard? Hello. All right. All right. We love you guys. Thanks so much. <laughs> Bye. Bye.